Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Gracious and loving Heavenly Father, we thank you again for your many blessings that you pour out to us in our lives each and every day, blessings that we often take for granted. Lord, we pray that you would remind us as we walk and navigate this world that, that you have called us to bear witness to you and that we, not only recipients of your blessings, can also be a people who bestow your blessings to others. And so, Lord, we pray that you would help us to be a blessing to those around us as we share the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ, our Savior, in whose name we pray. Amen. Before I begin this week, I need to um, make an apology, if you were a correction. I think I misspoke last week when I was talking, and in the midst of the sermon, I talked about people uh, tearing down statues of Jesus. I want to say that I don't know that any have been torn down, but that there are those who are advocating the tearing down of those statues. So just want to make that correction. I don't always get everything right either. Uh, when you called me to be here, you called a poor, miserable sinner, and sometimes that happens. So just so you know, I want to make sure that we, uh, we speak the truth carefully. This picture should be familiar to all of you after so many months. That's the picture of the coronavirus, one that we've been dealing with in our world and especially in, in our own community as we struggle with how to do things to keep people safe and all of those things. And so a, a, a huge uh, uh, thank you to everybody who's working on that. But we, we've, we've gained so much focus. In fact, it was interesting. I was back in the sacristy this morning getting ready for work and I looked at the altar guild calendar and it still says March. That just reminded me of how long we've been dealing with this. How many of you are absolutely just tired of dealing with this coronavirus thing? It's kind of exhausting, is it not? And yet, it's one of many viruses in our world. In fact, I was looking up pictures of viruses, and some of them are, are quite, uh, you might even say, pretty or, or unique or, or uh, well, beautiful, kind of, right? In fact, we know medically that our body is full of viruses. It's the reality of the world in which we live. And yet what, what's interesting to me is, is we're so panicky about all of this. And we're so worried about all of this. And all of the time and the energy and, and all of the sacrifices that have been made in order to flatten a curve and to keep people safe. The lengths to which we've gone and the suffering that's taken place economically and socially and psychologically. And yet, our world misses the picture entirely. You see, our world is sitting around waiting for a cure. 
waiting for a vaccine, waiting somehow for an antidote that might be discovered that somehow will inoculate us against this virus. And we're missing the boat. What's the worst thing that might happen to you if you get this virus? You die. Well, for Christians who believe in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, is that a big deal? Our world panics. We daily count the death toll. We look at how many people have died and we lament. And certainly we should because any loss of life is a horrible thing. But I'll tell you what, there's another thing out there that kills 100% and there is, in the eyes of the world, no cure for it. It's a virus that's infected all of us. We all are by nature sinful and unclean and no one is righteous, not even one. And the wages of sin is eternal death. And I don't see our world panicking about that. I don't see our world spending time and energy and effort to deal with the one thing that kills and infects everybody 100%. In fact, I see the world poo-pooing that kind of thinking. There's nothing wrong with me. We're so focused on the physicalness of our world and all of the destruction that what tiny little virus can do and we forget about the impact spiritually and eternally of sin. We sit around and we wait and we wonder when things might get back to normal and we're told they'll never really be normal until the vaccine comes out. And I'm thinking to myself and I'm scratching my head and going, that's the answer? From a physical standpoint of view, we have 60,000, 80,000 people every year die of the flu and we have vaccines. Even when we get one for coronavirus, it's not going to be the end of coronavirus. And so we're going to wear masks forever? We're going to socially distance forever? We're going to avoid handshakes and hugs and human contact forever? We're losing the focus, folks. I'm not saying we shouldn't do those things to keep us safe. Don't get me wrong. I'm simply saying we're losing the focus because the real focus for us should be our sinful condition in this world. We should begin to understand that it's the wages of sin that kill eternally, not a virus. But you see, the answer is found in Jesus Christ. For the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. He is the cure giver. 
He's the one who can heal the lame, and he does it not simply by saying, take up your bed and walk. He says, at first, your sins are forgiven. Then he says, rise, take up your bed and walk recognizing that the spiritual infirmities of our world are a more threat than those physical ones that we face. Where's our heart? Are we eternally focused or are we so focused on the physicalness of our lives that we forget that we have a spirit, that we have a soul? that Jesus Christ died for on the cross because it's there that he bore our sins. And he did it by taking them upon himself. And in so doing, he not only became a caregiver for the physical ailments of this world, but he washed away all of our sins for all of eternity. That's why Jesus had to die on a cross. Because you can't save yourself. There is no method of socially distancing. There is no method of protecting yourself from getting sin. There is no method to avoid the punishment that comes. No vaccine in this world. No antidote. The only vaccine, the only cure, the only antidote comes through the unconditional love of Jesus Christ who suffered and died for us. And that's a message that the world needs to hear now in the midst of all of what we're facing. We'll go to extreme lengths to avoid getting physically ill, to avoid contacting this virus that scares the bejeebies out of people. But the real thing that ought to scare people is eternal death. And I don't hear a whole lot about that. We have an opportunity during this time to point people to Jesus Christ. To remind people that he is the way, the truth, and the life. That he is the one who washes away the multitude of our sins in the waters of baptism. And when he comes to us in his body and blood in the sacrament. That he is the one who can solve the problems of this world if we simply bend our knees and bow to him and confess our sins and our sinful nature and walk in his love and forgiveness. The command before us is the same no matter what's going on in the world around us. The command is the same to love one another and to share that love, to be concerned about the cares and the needs of those around us, and to point them to the love of Jesus Christ, to love one another as he has first loved us. Yes, to be concerned about what's going on in the world, but to find our hope not in the cures down the road that might never come, but to find our hope rather in the Son of God, Jesus Christ, Lord of Lord, King of Kings, a Savior who comes to heal us in here. A Savior who reminds us that even while we were sinners, he still died for us. Wouldn't it be interesting in our world if you could go get a free test to find out if you have sin? 
How long do you think the line would be? People don't seem to be concerned about that. We need to share our concern. Concern that we have for other people. Maybe we say those words that have been going around for the last several months. Be safe. Know Christ. Just tack two more words on to the end. Be safe. Know Christ. For my hope, my security, my future lies in his hands. That's the message. Doesn't mean we can be stupid. It means we point people to Christ. And so as we go, go to every tribe, every nation, every language, every people. But point people to Christ in word and in deed. Point people to the Christ who is the true caregiver, who has the vaccine, the antidote against the wages of death, the wages of sin, the wages of spending eternity in hell. Point people to Jesus and help them to see the same hope that we have and a peace that passes our own human understanding. Help people to find the true cure. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all of our human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the true faith of God in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.